I'd like to give a few thoughts related to the subject of brokenness. Brokenness. Some of these thoughts are from a lady named Nancy Lee DeMoss. I've kind of gleaned some of them and tweaked them a little bit and added some things, but I do want to acknowledge that uh, she has some really good stuff on brokenness. Uh, so to begin with, let me just quote Hosea. This is chapter 10. Hosea told the people of his day, Break up your fellow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and rain righteousness upon you. This idea of fallow ground, that's ground that's uncultivated, unkept, unplanted. It needs to be broken up. That's the idea. It's ground that needs to be broken up. Broken up in order to receive water, nutrients, and seed. Hosea was telling these people that there must be brokenness in order for God to rain righteousness upon them. David expressed the same thing in his prayer of repentance when he said, A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. A broken and a contrite heart. And why don't we uh, turn to Isaiah because he has something to say along these lines also. Isaiah 57. Isaiah 57:15. For thus says the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy, I dwell on a high and holy place and also with the contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. But just consider this. Where does God dwell? Well, we're told he dwells on a high and holy place. We would naturally know that, being God. But think of this. Where else does God dwell? With the contrite and lowly of spirit. This is the place where God chooses to dwell. If we want God with us, we have to be in that position. Jesus put it very simply when he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So what I want to say here this evening is that we need to search, we need to have God search our hearts as a church and as individuals, showing us where there is brokenness that is needed to take place. We need to pray for this, that God would show us as individuals and, and as a church where we're failing in this area of brokenness. And again, we have to have God show us. That's why David said in another place, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So he's asking God to do that searching. One way to understand what brokenness really involves 
is by contrasting it with its opposite, which is pride. So here are some contrasts between pride and brokenness. And I'm going to read these slowly and pause so that we can meditate at least briefly on them and let the Holy Spirit search each of us personally, showing us if there's some fallow ground that needs to be broken up. So, contrast between proud people and broken people. That's what the main point of the rest of the message will be. First of all, proud people focus on the failures of others. Broken people are overwhelmed with a, with a sense of their own spiritual need. Proud people have a critical, fault-finding spirit. They look at everyone else's faults. Broken people are compassionate. They are willing to forgive because they know how much they have been forgiven. Are we the kind of people that look for the negative? Or are we compassionate people realizing that we are as bad off or worse than anyone else apart from the grace of God? Proud people are self-righteous and look down on others. Broken people consider how to build others up. Proud people have to prove they are right. Proud people have to prove they are right. Broken people are willing to yield the right to be right. Proud people desire to be served and they want others to submit to them. Broken people desire to serve others and they're willing to submit to others. It's a very scriptural word to submit to one another and serve one another. Proud people are wounded when others are promoted and they are overlooked. Broken people are not jealous when others get the credit. They rejoice when others are lifted up and are glad to promote, to promote others. Proud people feel confident in how much they know. Broken people are humble. They're humbled by how much they have to learn. If we come across as know-it-all, we're just showing that we don't know the Lord very well or at all. Proud people are quick to blame others. Broken people accept personal responsibility and can see where they've been wrong in a situation. You know, a lot of times 
when you have a conflict between people. It's brokenness that helps you see really what needs to be done and what needs to be said. But the proud person doesn't even see the problem except from the other person. Proud people are unapproachable or defensive when criticized. Broken people receive criticism with a humble, open spirit. They, they say to themselves, even if they don't agree with all that's been said, what, what's right about what I've heard? What do I need to hear, heed? What does God want me to learn from what's just been said to me if, it's a, if there's been a criticism? They're humble and open to hearing uh, criticism. Proud people find it difficult to share their spiritual need with others. Broken people are willing to be open and transparent with others as God directs. That little phrase at the end, as God directs, we don't have to share everything with everybody about our lives. But God can lay it on your heart when you need to open up about some things, when you need to share things. Proud people have a hard time saying, I was wrong, will you please forgive me? Broken people are quick to admit failure and to seek forgiveness when necessary. Proud people wait for the, for the other to come and ask forgiveness when there's a conflict. Broken people take the initiative to be reconciled when there's a conflict. Proud people compare themselves with others and feel superior. Broken people compare themselves to the holiness of God and feel a desperate need for mercy and grace. Proud people are prone to hypocrisy. Broken people are concerned with being real. No masks. Proud people are concerned about the outward stigma of their sin. They're concerned to keep their image. Broken people are grieved over the cause, the root of their sin, which they know is their own heart. They're concerned about how God views them. Proud people are blind to their true heart condition. Broken people ask God to search their heart and seek to walk in the light of what God shows them. Proud people don't think they need to repent but are sure that others do. Broken people continuously sense their need for a fresh encounter with God and for a fresh filling of His Holy Spirit. 1 Peter 5.5 5 says this, All of you, clothe yourself with humility toward one another. It's a command. 
all of you. Clothe yourself with humility toward one another. Now, it's like this is the clothing we should wear. This is what people should recognize about it, just like you recognize a policeman by his uniform or a sailor by their uniform. What's our uniform? Well, we're to clothe ourselves with humility. And then he adds this, clothe yourself with humility toward one another, for God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. What a, what a thing to think about. God is opposed. He resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Do you need grace tonight? We, I hope you answer yes. I thought this was good. This is a quote from A.W. Tozer. I think it is most important for believers to acknowledge the fact that because Jesus Christ came to the world clothed in humility, he will also be found among those who are clothed with humility. He will be found among the humble people. Where, where's God? He'll be found among the humble people. This is a lesson not all of us have learned. Perhaps human beings are generally of the opinion that they will find Jesus Christ wherever they are. But I think there is such a thing as finding Christ wherever he is. And that will always be the place, the place of humility. Where is Jesus? He's in the place of humility. Always, he emphasizes, always. Which is again what, what we read earlier in Isaiah. I dwell with the contrite and lowly of spirit. That's where God dwells. If we want God individually in our lives to dwell with us, brokenness, humility, contrition. If we want God as a church to be with us, brokenness, humility, contrition. We will not please God without these things. And I just want to close by saying there are issues in the church right now that will not be resolved properly if we all aren't careful to clothe ourselves with humility. They'll only be resolved the way they should be resolved if we all clothe ourselves with humility toward one another. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. If you just remember this one thing, blessed are the broken people. If you want to encapsulate what I've said here tonight, that's what I'm trying to bring across. Blessed are the broken people.